I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Yeah. Welcome to the Edinburgh Fringe special of Norris and Parker's, Parker's Sketch, Sketch Therapy, therapy. Oh. episode 6. We're doing a little um, special episode from our flat. Our sexy shag pad and the Royal Mail. Shag pad being, I mean there's no shagging There's going no on shagging this pad, going on. Um, no but shagging. we are living next to a baked potato shop, um, so we're getting a lot of, <laughs> of slow release energy. Yeah. Uh, we've got our own mouse, mm-hmm. um, who's I think been on the baked potatoes because it's fucking a hench mouse i've not seen this mouse it does exist i've not made the mouse up first night i was having a, yeah. a post-show slice of toast um because i'm having a very wild edinburgh fringe um and this huge rat slash mouse like just like ran past it looked like it went Cycles into my room <laughs> on his unicycle because he's doing his own fucking one man one mouse show at sea venues um but yeah like how so we're recording this um from the flat mm-hmm. uh we're about halfway we're just over halfway, halfway through now nine shows left i think yeah yeah um we're, we've hit that like mid knackered point where mm-hmm. we have absolutely no personality as comedians, you will find um, out book days off for their shows don't they and they we do didn't, no um, because we're insane so because we had to month. have we had to have our day off Four on the fourth day, we did because, because my brother really selfishly got married. Um, so selfish, such yeah. selfish. Thing it was to very do. selfish. I mean, you know, I had to get down to Totnes in Devon in about five hours because um, our show's on at ten forty-five at night. So we did the show, finished just before midnight. Then you got a plane. I got up did- at three o'clock in the morning, and then I got a plane to Manchester, then a plane to Exeter, then a taxi to Totnes, um, and then was there by eleven o'clock, which is in- insane. Um, got changed in the toilets, um, enjoyed the wedding and did a little reading <laughs> where apparently everyone and cried. Made people cried. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Didn't you say because you, you were losing your voice? I was losing my voice. You had a really like husky actress. Yeah, it was like really husky voice. Yeah, husky actress. Love lives forever. Husky actress got flown in from Scotland to do the reading. <laughs> flown back. Yeah. <laughs> to do her filth show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's really hard explaining what we do to people at weddings when you've had an hour's sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to go and have a nap in the house and cry and then went to bed but yeah how do you explain our show to people i don't know it's called it's burn the witch mm. it's um it's sort of like a sketch show but also it's got one narrative mm-hmm. uh it's set in a northern town called phallus ridge the saddest town in the northwest mm-hmm. um there's a threat of sex which is looming on the penis cliffs mm-hmm. that, and they're coming and stealing the men for the initiation orgy mm-hmm. and then we meet Jean finger whose husband's missing 
So um, then we spend. So there's a bit we of a spend our time in the show finding Keith, don't we? We do, and so there's a storyline with that, and then there's other characters that along the way, and then we play ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's great. It's, we're having a lovely time. We've got lovely audiences. Mm-hmm. We've, we've got a hundred seat venue, and that usually is packed out most nights. Mm-hmm. Usually get a few angry walkouts. Mm-hmm. A lot um, of people having a great time, and then some stony faces. Yeah, I love seeing um, like people crying with laughter next to someone sitting there really confused mm-hmm. um, slash angry. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice. Nice to be controversial. Yeah. And edgy, according to our PR. Yeah, which is just hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, on this episode, our final episode of the series, uh, we're going to be obviously chatting about Edinburgh. We also have a special guest. Um, very exciting. And we're going to hear from Brian, part two. So if you haven't heard part one, please go back to the episode before. Um, so you Otherwise, get... it won't make sense. No, and he's a very complicated character with a very nuanced backstory. It's important mm-hmm. that you get the whole the whole of Brian's journey, the whole experience. Yeah. So here we go. Previously on Brian's story. What's going on, Brian? Nothing. You're telling me? You're Janet's wandering round Buxton, curtless and crockless, looking for a sister that does not exist. Oh, oh, oh yes, I forgot. She is in. Well, where is she, Brian? In the attic. What's she doing in the attic, Brian? Having a go on the old rocking horse, side saddle. What's she doing on a rocking horse, Brian? She's only two foot two. I know, and I'll never forget the first time I saw her. The Hacienda, 1982. Oh, I used to love the Hacienda. Was always in there dancing to Blue Monday, getting fingered by Hucky in the DJ booth. Shut your pie, old Trish. This is Brian's story. The Hacienda, 1982. Parked up my tricycle. Bowling in like Bowie, swagger like Jagger, walking like Christopher, walking. Heineken in one hand, me camels in the other, slick back mullet, cut off denim vest, showing off me two mates, Marks and Engels. Leather trousers encasing the tightest arse in handcoats. Leopard print brothel creepers. Size, massive. How's the tricycle going, Brian? Fast. Can I have a go on it, Brian? No. You got me up the duff, Brian? Have a fuck. I hit the dance floor, showing off my best Billy Idol moves. I look up, I look down, and my world changed forever. There she was, dancing on a podium. To the outside world, she looked like a midget, dressed as a new romantic. But to me, she was Debbie Harry, Annie Lennox and Boy George, all encased into one hourglass child's frame. Pedo, pedo, pedo. For the last time, I am not a pedo. I just like small women. Hey, what time do you get off? I can't talk when I'm working. Can I give you a lift home when you're done? Oh, uh, yeah. I've seen you riding around on your tricycle with no pants on, Brian Gorman. All right, I was drunk. And my leathers were chafing. The only way you'll get me home on that tricycle, Brian, is if I can ride it home. Side saddle. Oh, you're a real lady, you are. And full of surprises, me, Brian. And she was. Well, that's a... Lovely story, Brian, but you're stuck in the past. You need to get out there, preferably with pants on. Have you considered doing an MVQ? MV what? All right, Brian, keep your hair on. <gasps> Fucking hell, Brian. Your mullet's come off in my hand. No! Six years I've been styling that mullet. I had no idea it was a fake. D- don't look at me. Janet found out as well, didn't she, Brian? I got careless. Whisper. Took it off in the bathroom and I thought Janet was out, but she was not out. What did she say, Brian? She was devastated. Said she was only with me for me mullet. It's your pride and joy, Brian. Everyone knows that. Amidius! No! 
You're beautiful, Brian. And you're a good egg. No pun intended, Brian. You can't tell a soul. I won't tell a soul. I can't take that risk. Please, Brian! You're not going anywhere, Trish Lamb. Not now you know the truth. Brian. Brian, please. Brian. Brian! Brian! Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, so that was uh, Brian's story, uh, a northern agrophobic that lives inside of me. Um, talking of agrophobia, Sinead, I feel like you can relate to Brian. Um, I can. Um, I am a northern man. Mm-hmm. Um, and along with that, I every time I go to the fringe, um, I turn into an agrophobic. Mm-hmm. I think with a mullet, done, actually. Um, and I get my hair cut into a, an 80s mullet. Um, We're <laughs> it really, really soon. Chocolate <laughs> logs. <laughs> I'm just really, really bitter and angry about Thatcher. Um I, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I get really tired at the fringe because I've got no level of fitness. And then I become so scared of using up any energy that I might need for the show that I just stay in bed, um, cowering under my covers in fear. Um, and then um, I unpack, everything goes on the floor, um, which just reflects my mental state. And then I don't ever leave. And then when I do, it becomes a really big deal. So if I have to go to the shop, that becomes like a huge thing to do. So I just sometimes order food to my bed, like a Domino's, a Chinese takeaway. Some bananas. Um, um, from you mm-hmm. and then just um, eat my meals in bed sometimes I don't even really watch anything I feel like I just I idle away the hours because the show's at 10 45 at night yeah. like so it's just ominously lo- looming yeah. um, and then I know it's coming and then it's like I can't um, do anything. anything else yeah so you just so what do you do you just sit there and lie there like <laughs> with your eyes at the wall or I don't understand <laughs> in a white nighties so. I'm in my white nightie um my long white nighty, just kind of floating around like a ghost. Um, I eat, um, and then I I sleep till about two. Yeah. Um, but then there's like quite a few hours. Well, there's in the day. There's eight. Eight. Yeah. yeah. But around like I have dinner around seven o'clock. Yeah. Um, and then I'm nervous for a few hours, yeah. and then at some point before like ten, I have a shower. Yeah. We line run. I see you for a bit. We have a conversation. Yeah. Um, Normally about reviews. <laughs> <laughs> nice oh, I spend had. quite a lot of time like scrolling like Twitter to see if there's any reviews um anything that I have to warn my father about um and um yeah like sometimes I watch I watch a whole Netflix series the other day which one 
Um, it's called Insatiable. Okay. Um, it's about a girl who used to be fat and then got thin and becomes a beauty queen. Um, wow. Watched that in like one whole day. Um, but yeah. <laughs> and you're the opposite. You're far more sociable. Well, I can't. I don't think I could stay in bed all day. I just would no. go mad. I think um, I've joined a spa um, for the month. Um, I'm so jealous of you lovely. at the spa. It sounds so nice. It does. I just sit by the pool. Occasionally go in the steam room. Um, not the sauna. I find the sauna quite claustrophobic. Feel like there's a fire outside the my bedroom door and it's like looming and I just can't relax. Mm-hmm. I have to. I can't sit in there at all. Um, but I do like to just watch people watch. I uh, watched a sort of elderly lady ride a man around the pool like a dog kind of like paddling you know like doggy paddle sounds nice yeah yeah yeah. Um, I don't know whether it was sexual um, but it certainly looked um, close yeah they went into the steam room afterwards Um, I didn't follow should have followed do you think you might have you could have run him around he had a hairy back that's nice like a dog like a dog. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he was pretending to be a dog. I don't know. Mm. But yeah, I uh, I do try and be more sociable. I'm not having sex with anyone, which is great. Mm. Uh, it's my first uh, Edinburgh Fringe single. And I haven't shagged a single male comedian. And actually, I feel really good about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, the male comedian. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Uh, I won't be going into the steam room with any male comedians anytime soon. No. Or riding them around. Um, maybe you should. I mean, maybe I should, yeah. Like a dominatrix. Yeah. Um, but generally, yeah, the Fringe is going amazingly. We're getting such amazing audiences, selling out every night, which is really lovely. Apart from, obviously, the walkouts, but that's okay. I can deal with those. Um, so hopefully you can catch Burn the Witch in London. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, Edinburgh Fringe shows I've seen that I loved were, well, Lou Sanders' Shame Pig, uh, Beth Weiss' Olive Hands. Elf Lions. Elf Chif-chaff. Lions' Chiff Chaff. Um, and Tom Ward, Popcorn Lung. And, of course, Andy Field. Andy Feel the Love Tonight, who we have here with us today. As a special guest. Yay. Woo. So hello, Andy Field, how are you? I'm doing very well, Norris and Parker. How are, yeah. how are Norris and Parker? Yeah, we're good. Um, I'm drinking apple cider vinegar with water to detox myself. And I'm just very tired. I have no personality. I'm a lifeless anemic whelk, but I'm really happy you're here. Amazing, yeah, yeah. But this has set a wonderful tone. <laughs> <laughs> How's your show going? Tell us about your show. It's good. It's um, well, every other year I've done a show where I've just sort of done the funniest things that I've thought of, like with no theme or anything. And then this year I thought I should make a show, like a whole hour's worth of things in the space of a year. So I wrote a diary because I thought like I'll, I'll write that naturally over the course mm. of a year. And now my show is just highlights from my diary. And I've been keep I've been writing down all of my stand up ideas in the diary, so it means that I do all of the funny things I've thought of this year in chronological order of when I thought of them, um, which is you know it's it's not designed uh, with the audience in mind, <laughs> just for you. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like a bit of creativity in it, is to see how you can fiddle with stand up and still make it work. But like, mm-hmm. there's no denying that you know if I was to do the jokes in a different order, uh, I would get more laughs. <laughs> so structurally, it's well, it's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do address it at the end, but it's all about sort of, um, uh, I'm just a slightly, uh, relatively boring white man and no one needs to hear what I think about <laughs> things. So I, I can't really make like a statement show. I don't have any statements to make, but what I do like is stand up. So I can play with how you do stand up and make a show that's mm. sort of like worth doing in that sense. Cause it's like, uh, taking artistic liberties and seeing what you can do with it instead of being like this is what I think because no one needs to know <laughs> did you embellish the diary at any point or has or have you kept it 
No, I, I literally have the... I have stuck to it so uh, strongly that there are loads of points in the show where I go like, uh, oh, by the way, you may have noticed if I was to do this in a different order, that would have been much better. <laughs> but I just don't do that. <laughs> I, there's like three bits about sort of like gender equality and, and feminism and sort of bits. but And they work when you put them all together, like they all build into each other and they're great. But separated, it's sort of three statements that make me sound a little bit objectionable. <laughs> I just have to do that. How are your audiences been? They've been good. Yeah, yeah. I've um I've got a nice nice room that's not too massive. Um it's like 80 seats or something, but it's quite narrow. So as long as however many people are in there, as long as they're like filling up from the front, mm. then you're not looking at like a side bank full of chairs that are empty. So it feels nice and full all the time. Um but yeah, I've not had any P- I've not had a single review or any PR. So it's a bit hard to get word of mouth. You've had a single review. I've not had a single review. No. Well, it just shows how corrupt it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just a paywall to press attention. Yeah. Because last year I paid for PR and I got um, four, four and five star reviews from everyone that came to see my show. I got maybe like eight reviews mm. um, and they were all really, really positive of people saying like, this is someone to look out for. Mm. Um, but apparently only if, um, only if they're paid. Only if, yeah, only if you've got two and a half grand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause then well, you, we're, we're yeah. paying for PR, but we're... Our reviews, we're still waiting for some of them to come out. Um, so it's appara- apparently there's a backlog this year. Yeah, um, well, it's, um, yeah, it's nonsense. It, it's, essentially, you can pay £2,000 and have press attention. Last year, I was getting people going like, the much talked about. And that's just because I, I was paying a woman to talk about me, <laughs> you know? Um, so, Andy, another, uh, one thing I'm wondering about um, is what Harry Potter house you're in. Um, Hufflepuff. Yeah, I worked at Platform 9 and 3 quarters in King's Cross for about a year. Yeah, taking pictures of people running through the wall. Running um, through the wall? Well, you know, they've got like that fake baggage trolley that's oh like God. halfway at through. At King's the wall. Cross? Ooh, at King's yeah, Cross? yeah. At King's Cross, they have a Platform 9 and 3 quarters like mm-hmm. shop and an attraction mm-hmm. where they've got a brick wall with like half a trolley. Mm-hmm. And then you'd like stand at the trolley and pretend oh, you're running through the wall. Right. It's always a massive pictures. queue, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's mad because. I was employed to like take the pictures and you mm. can go in the shop and buy them for like £10 and they come in a frame. But you can also take your own pictures for free. <laughs> and we'd still sell hundreds of pictures every day. Really? Because people wanted the frame oh, and stuff. God. But it, it was mad. Yeah. I mean, technically I had two responsibilities. I was either taking pictures of people running through the wall or I was stood just out of shop throwing their scarf at the perfect moment so that it looked like they're running in the picture. <laughs> How um, much were you paid for this? I was, it was like £9 an hour. It wasn't a bad job, yeah. to be honest, but I went to Edinburgh uh, one year and I came back and they were like, yeah, you know, you, you left during August, so obviously you're fired. <laughs> and I was like, I told you and I told them like, I gave them like 11 months notice. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going like, I know for a fact I won't be here during August. And I was just still fired when I got back. But then I had my last shift and I stole a, a Hufflepuff Quidditch jumper because they were like real Scottish lambs wool, like 70 quid jumpers. Wow. And uh, the, the detail was to the point where the back was longer than the front because it's to cover your, your rear when you're leant forward on your broom. Nice. That's like, that's how, that's how in depth those jumpers were. And I stole one. And then, uh, uh, like, maybe a year later, I sent my old boss a message going, like, any chance of some more shifts? And he just sent me a picture from Facebook of me wearing a half <laughs> jumper. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, like, no words, just a picture of, like, me in a £70 stolen jumper. And I was like, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm definitely Hufflepuff. Because everyone that went there, you could choose a scarf to wear. 
right? So there was yeah. a Gryffindor, a Sliver, there was a, a scar for each house. Yeah. And people that uh, were either arrogant or didn't know anything about Harry Potter would get Gryffindor. Uh, like goths would get Slytherin, nerds would get Ravenclaw, yeah. and Hufflepuff was the least used one. And the only people that ever chose Hufflepuff were just having fun, you know? <laughs> they were just like, Hufflepuff, that's funny. And I just I just enjoyed the people that chose Hufflepuff. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, Hufflepuff through and through. Katie's Hufflepuff. Yeah. Mm. And I did the quiz and I'm Slytherin, and I'm really gutted because I don't believe there's any part of me that's Slytherin. I think apart I'm from your really father. Apart from my father. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Lucius Malfoy. Um, but I don't, um, yeah, I genuinely, we did the quiz the other night and I was genuinely really upset. There's yeah. good things being in Slytherin though. There aren't really though. I mean, no. They're racial purists. Slytherins are fun. I prefer yeah. a Slytherin to a Gryffindor in really? real world terms. Yeah, really? like I would rather be friends with someone who's like, oh, we're all going to die than someone who's like, yeah. let's let's run into danger. And we're like, <laughs> obviously not. Obviously not. No. There's a troll in the bathroom. Don't go. <laughs> <laughs> it's mad that you're there. <laughs> We've got huge Davies in the corner um, eating some brownies. Huge. Oh, he's Hufflepuff as well. So why is everyone Hufflepuff in this room? Because they're the best ones. How are you, Hugh? I'm fine. I'm good eating brownies, man. Yeah. How's yeah. your baked potato? It's good. It's good. It's tasty. Oh, so you're and you already you've got a new double act. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, my my friend Kieran, who I went to university with, we started off doing stand up. Like our first fringe, we split an hour together in like 2014, 13 or something. And he stopped doing it because um, he's um, just got a bit. Uh, I think it would just weighed heavily on him, like the stress of like the gigs not going badly and things. Mm. Whereas I'm a bit like dead eyed and impervious <laughs> to like negative reactions, mm. so I've, I've I've kept doing it. Um, but um, it seems like now it's a good a good time to maybe try a double act. We just wrote like a BBC um, podcast sketch show thing together with a few other people. Oh yeah, I heard that. Yeah. What's it called? So it's called The Andy Field Experience. And there's six episodes on iPlayer and podcast things. And um, we put a lot of effort into it. Huge is in it. Huge, in it. Huge yeah. Davies is in it. Yeah. Huge Davies. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Huge gets insulted personally pretty much every episode. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, we, we realised pretty swiftly that uh, Huge can't do more than one voice um, at all. We, uh, there, there was one character where we just couldn't find anyone that could do a decent Paddy McGuinness impression. So we just let Hugh do it because we thought it'd be funny to like, all right, if we can't have a good one, we'll have like the worst one. And uh, it is just Hugh going like, no likey, no lighty. <laughs> and you're like, that's... Not close. Yeah, you, I've never heard your northern accent. What's it? What's it like? It's pretty good. Oh. No likey. <laughs> no light. Oh no man. Light. Oh god. Let's bring about flashbacks. I'm offended to the north. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we did apologise. Yeah, we did. We, we had to apologise to a lot of people. Um, but yeah, me, me and Kieran wrote a big chunk of that together. Uh, David McIver wrote some of it as well. He's really funny. And my friends Martin and Phil, who are in a double act called Loose Bree. Oh, so yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Loose Bree, David McIver, they're all great. But me and Kieran wrote a lot of the sketches together as well. Um, so yeah, we. but the thing is, we're trying to work out the name of our double act. 
Uh, and we want it to be called Wolf from Gladiators. Which I think is an excellent name. Yeah, because then we get into, because then like on bills at comedy lineups, it'll be like Wolf from Gladiators is yeah. going to be there. <laughs> and then on, on the MC, will be like, please welcome to stage Wolf from Gladiators. And people in the crowd will be like, no way, no way. And then we just walk out like, yeah. hello, we're Wolf from Gladiators and start on like a really disappointed tone. Yeah. Um, but I ran that past uh, uh, our agent and uh, she was just like, well, obviously not. Really? <laughs> it's just libelous, isn't it? Because then, like, Wolf from Gladiators is going to be, like... Annoyed. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. What's he um, up to? Does anybody know? I did Google him. I yeah. think he is, uh, like, a personal trainer, kind um, of, like, fitness guru guy at the moment. How old would he um, be now? He's quite old. Yeah, he's in he's his 60s, old, I think. quite old Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was the old yeah, one. Yeah, very old. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so our backup uh, double act name... It, for the moment, it looks like we're not going to come up with a better idea, but I sort of want to. But I think we're going to be called the Cheeky Boys. Oh, we are the Cheeky Boys. We are yeah, the Cheeky Boys. Yeah, exactly. Boys. Yes. Or Crosby, Stills, Nash, Young, Andy and Kieran. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think I like the Cheeky you. Boys. I like the cheeky yeah, boys. yeah, the Cheeky yeah. Boys lands, which is really disappointing because yeah. I so, want a different um, one. <laughs> so we can listen to your podcast on BBC iPlayer. Yes. Then what's your show called? My Edinburgh show is called Andy Field The Love Tonight. Lovely. Um, and it is uh, just sort of a, a quite surreal and silly run through of my year. Um, uh, yeah, not trying to make a point, more trying to play with the craft and make people laugh. And it's been going really well. People like it. So I would recommend it. And it's at 10.40 p.m. every night at the caves. Yes. And when can we catch the Cheeky Boys? Uh, the Cheeky <laughs> Boys will hopefully be doing an Edinburgh show next year. Um, We've already got a gig on the boat in London. Um, uh, so uh, that will be happening in a couple of months, I think. Um, as in the Tattershall? Yeah, Tattershall Castle. So, yeah, on uh, Yes, the boat show is a, is a uh-huh. gig in London, uh, opposite the London Eye. Are you doing a Friday, Saturday night or guinea I, th- I think we're doing a, a Tuesday, which mm-hmm. is the new material night, which is probably for the best because we've literally not got any <laughs> sketches. But yeah, we, we have done one gig so far and we were billed as wolf from gladiators and uh, yeah we didn't have any sketches we just riffed it a lot we're start we're trying to do this new thing that's called synchronized improv so we get a, a profession and a, and a like a scenario and then we just have to like improv that at the same time uh, simultaneously uh, and uh, it just doesn't work <laughs> yeah, so it's quite no fun example. yeah so uh well I would need another person i'll do it with you but say so, okay so uh, what's our what's our profession and what's our um ambulance drivers yeah and what's happened paramedics um the, just the situation yeah. any kind of situation uh, maybe one that's relevant to being there's, a paramedic there's been a horrible crash on the m56 okay so we're playing the same paramedic uh-huh. and we're gonna improv <laughs> okay. this in sync okay, okay. Oh, oh no, no. there's, there's been, been a accident a nasty accident, accident. On the, on the way, way to, to Manchester. Manchester. So, so we're going to have, gonna have to, to save them people, people with, with our, our skills. skills. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's basically how it goes. <laughs> See, it's, you know, okay, it's, cool. it's, yeah. it's simultaneously <laughs> silly, fun, and yeah. absolutely terrible. I yeah. Well, thank you yeah, so much for coming Andy. to oh, Batfield. It's, it's been a pleasure. Yes.
Thanks so much, guys. Uh, good luck. W- good luck with your show as well. Yeah, we clash, so yeah, um, yeah. We won't be supporting um, one another. No, no, sure. But everyone no. listening should obviously, you know, book two nights and then see both yeah. of our mm-hmm. shows. Yeah, that's only right. Because uh, I'm concerned that once I leave, you're going to record like a little bit at the end to be like, obviously, actually come to ours. Yeah, because mm. we clash. And we're going to talk. Rivalry. We're going to change the time of yours. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do your voice. Yeah, no, no I, I, I do find it funny when people do an impression of my voice. Because it's always sort of... They used to do it a lot at university, but I was a lot louder and cockier, and i just say things like, oh, like their impression of me was like, I'm out to fail. <laughs> Where are you from? I'm from Crawley. Where is Crawley? Crawley is near Gatwick Airport. Oh, okay. It's like between London and Brighton. It's just commute ah. about grey hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. Well, thank you. Yes. Well, it's been lovely. Have it a great been. time, guys. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Bye. 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 So we're just going to do a little acoustic taster of... Um, like the Norris and Parker Live Lounge. Yeah. Um, we're doing Burn the Witch from our show, Burn the Witch, um, with Huge Davies, our composer. Yeah. Mm. Burnsy bitch, Burnsy bitch, burn me for being a nasty bitch. Burnsy bitch, Burnsy bitch, burn me for being a nasty bitch. Burnsy bitch, Burnsy bitch, burn me for being a nasty bitch. Burnsy bitch, Burnsy bitch, burn me for being a nasty bitch. We're here to steal your milky sperm, your milky sperm, your milky sperm. But not before I've done my tax return, my tax return. What can a bitch claim on her tax return? Her tax return, her tax return. Eye of newt, leg of toad, head of pube, dead man's chose, sexy pig, virgin womb, petrol for my bitch's broom. Watch them as they ride their brooms. Ride my broom, ride my broom. Watch me as I ride my broom. Ride my broom, ride my broom. Watch me as I ride my broom. Ooh, friction. Oh, chafing. Ooh, splinters. God would. So that was a snippet of Burn the Witch from Burn the Witch. Our Edinburgh show, which you can catch at the Pleasance Courtyard at 10.45 at night until the 26th of August. And then hopefully London. And then the world. Yay. So we've come to the end of the series. Of Norris and Marcus Sketch Therapy Ah, Series 1. It's been so much fun. It has been so much fun. Thank you so much for guys for listening. Um, Um, You can subscribe to the whole series. iTunes, Acast, wherever you get your podcasts from. Please like, share, subscribe, leave a review, tell people. Um, And we'll be back in a few weeks with Series 2. And yeah, if you want to catch our show, it's got probably a couple of days left. Pleasance Courtyard, 10.45. And I think we'll probably be doing it in London. And then hopefully the world. So goodbye, everybody from Edinburgh. Goodbye. Goodbye. It's been absolute pleasure. I'm going to have some haggis now. <laughs> from a can. From my bedroom. <laughs> a canned haggis <laughs> from my bed. <laughs> Back to bed for you. <laughs> this, I know, this was like... A- I'm off to the spa. <laughs> To ride a man around the pool. Yeah. Ride a comedian. <laughs> whilst reading his press release. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye.
so if anyone's interested in uh, Trisha's fate, um, we actually discovered in our iTunes um, something that we recorded on our phone a few years ago. Which um, actually genuinely mental. Um, yeah. but I think it concludes the story nicely. So. It does. <laughs> so I hope you enjoy. <laughs> to a Red Apple Creative original podcast. For more great podcasts from Red Apple, just go to redapplecreative.co.uk. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.